And welcome to the Untold Hour, part two of "Are We Living in a Simulation?" Yeah, which is going to be a little weird since I wasn't a part of part one because part of this part 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 of this episode is follow up. <laughs> yes, to that. But then on top of that, you and I both watched the documentary that we spoke about this weekend. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, update to all of that. Definitely want to talk about the um, documentary. But I also, at the last second, had somebody send me the uh, code situation that I was trying to find this entire time, which is apparently not deeply as buried as I thought, but because I didn't know the actual name of them, I didn't have an easy way of looking them up. Uh, But um, that... In and of itself, those codes, even though they inspired me to look into the simulation theory, they only loosely tie into that kind of. And I don't, you know, I don't know if you want to lead with those or if you want to save those for the end. Well, I why don't we get the code thing out of the way? Because to be honest, I still don't even know what you're talking about. Every time you brought up these codes... I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, all right. So let me just kind of like run through this really, really fast. They're called Grabavoy numbers. I think that's how you pronounce them. That's how I uh, I internet searched, uh, heard people pronouncing them. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's right. That being said, um, it all comes from um, a Russian psychic. So I will absolutely be pronouncing some of these phrases incorrectly. So uh, first, shout out to Travis underscore RH underscore because he is the one that saved the day at the last second by sending me the actual uh, like TikTok that I think I had originally seen that mentioned these numbers. And so now that I have a name for them, I was able to find them a lot easier. So if you just type in Grabavoy numbers, it'll bring up a bunch of stuff. They actually have a Spotify playlist where you can just... Yeah, there's a Spotify playlist that with um, meditation music underneath and a professional voice actor, there's somebody just rattling off numbers. It almost sounds like those, um, and I think we've talked about this a long time ago, those like lost radio stations that spies used to use back in the day where it was just like a sequence of numbers and it was supposed to mean something to somebody that was new when to tune in. It kind of sounds like that, but think new age meditation music underneath it all. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So I got to say, after researching these numbers, and granted, I researched them super fast since I got the information at the last second, um, I uh, I am greatly disappointed in them, and I won't be using them. <laughs> after all that? After all of that, like here the quest, is... Like the quest for the Grabavoy numbers? Is that what they were? Grabavoy, yeah. So and here's, it all was for naught? It's all for naught, and I'll tell you why. So here's okay. the deal. It sounds really cool. TikTok makes it sound really cool. It definitely is is interesting and it set me on the simulation theory path which in and of itself is neat so i'll give it that however um so let's like however there's like a whole bunch of shit in the background so first let me just start off with telling you what the basics of it are and you can actually get this on the spotify playlist like more info right up 
says basically Graboboy numbers, it's each numerical sequence has a specific vibration, which is the result of the addition and interactions between each number that composes the whole of that specific code. So basically you're kind of, it's like, you know, you're meditating, you're saying these words out loud. It puts you in a meditative state and supposedly yeah. this like vibration that occurs within the numbers, you know, and it's kind of like a sound bath, but you know, it's yeah. supposed to actually move, move the needle forward with specific things. And so some of those things, and they have us, they seem to center around, or at least the ones that I found centered around a lot of money. They seem to focus on money and health. So if you look at the Spotify playlist, and I'll post that up on our Instagram or our uh, Facebook page, um, the first couple three in the playlist are like unexpected money immediately, financial abundance, immediate flow of money, remove blocks, constant <laughs> flow of money, everything is possible. And Diving you, into a money pit like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. And then if you do a deeper dive into what other options, there's a lot of numbers out there, uh, but they all kind of center around money and health um and uh and yeah and then then there's like health codes that are like overall health codes and then they get really hyper specific yeah so here's where so where do these things come from so they were developed by a russian psychic uh grigory grabovi 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 there's that there's that pronunciation issue um, and his radionic or ra- radionic machine. I couldn't really find much about his radionic machine, but he, if you search him, he's got a whole bunch of shit going on. Uh, so he was a Russian doctor. He's still alive. I, I believe so. Russian doctor of mathematics uh, and a convicted fraud. <laughs> oh, so, sick. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't actually too far off the beaten path for what most of these things come from, but hey. Mm-hmm. In 2008, now this is why I kind of hate him. <laughs> in 2008, he was convicted to 11 years in prison for promising the mothers of the 2004 Beslan school siege or Beslan school siege, uh, which was a school shooting that lasted three days back in 2004 and is thought to be and considered by many to be the deadliest school shooting in modern history. Um, Many people and many children died. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he went to the victims, the mothers of those children, and promised them that he could uh, resurrect them. Oh, yikes, dude. And uh, and for money, and he obviously oh, was unable to yikes, do dude. unable to do so, and not only then did they lose their money, but they also never got to see their children again. So So we so this is the guy that came up with the codes. So this is the guy that came up with the codes. Oh, um no. on top of resurrecting the dead, he also claims that he has the ability to abolish uh abolish death completely, c- cure cancer, cure AIDS, teleport and pinpoint and correct mechanical and electrical issues on airplanes, space stations, atomic energy plants, and any other technical constructions, and he's able to do this from a distance. Wow. So well, he's an X-Man. Yeah, he's a, he's an X-Man, and he apparently is the only one how to, that knows how to do this. So um, I obviously, because of my whole children getting hurt thing, um, hate this man now. Yeah. However, I will say that if you check his wiki, it does bring up the fact that the leader of the Mothers of Beslan, or Beslan, sorry, apologies to everybody, um, which is a support and advocacy group made up of parents whose children were obviously amongst the victims, um, that person has stated that uh, 
that he was uh, he was used as a scapegoat by the government and was part of a smear campaign to direct attention away from how poorly the government actually handled the siege. Interesting. And lack of being able to um, save as many people as they should have. And so that, I will say, gives me the slightest of pauses. I'm like, right, oh, right. okay, that's a unique... So- intake you, you didn't find this out until these numbers were resent to you so you could kind of like do a deep dive well i had nothing i had no idea what these numbers even were i had right. seen them while i was flicking through i didn't even have yeah. the name i had no idea where to look and then totally. if, and and even now at least with my um i'm using uh what am i using i'm using uh, chrome when mm. you search the numbers when you search the the title grab a boy numbers um, he actually, he kind he doesn't really pop up. Like they've been around for uh, so many, like so many people have written about them that they actually pop up as like new age meditation options. Right. And not necessarily connected with him. And then he kind of comes up in the corner and in this fine print, you know, cause they, they, like I actually searched using Google Chrome, like who, where does this come from? Who is this yeah. from? And uh, and it and uh, nothing really popped up right away. And then all of a sudden, like I must have typed the right thing. And then his name came up. And then I was looking through it. I'm like, oh, mathematician, that's cool. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then it went like fraudster. And I was like, oh, what's this? And then I clicked on that. And that led me yeah. to why he was in jail. And I was like, oh, f this dude. But it's interesting because a lo- that one TikTok, when I clicked on it and followed through. Other people were asking a lot of TikTokers, like, where did this come from? And they were dropping information like, oh, it comes from CIA files and this, that, and bullshit. No, it doesn't. It comes from this dude who claims to be a Russian psychic uh-huh. and uh, and uh, basically frauded a lot of mothers and families out of money to try wow. and um, promise them that they could see their uh, deceased children Oof. again. So, I mean, that, that gives me, that gives me, that triggers me Christian flashback style because, you know, a lot of like charismatic, Christians believe that, you know, death doesn't come from God. Death is from the devil. Like, the only reason we have sickness and death is because of the devil. Mm-hmm. So that, like, you could kind of, like, pray through death or bring people back from the dead. And, you know, as much as I love Reanimator, that old, <laughs> that never really sat well with me. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, okay, well. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. To, each, to each his own. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're scamming people. You know, honestly, to each their own. If it makes you feel better to pray, hoping that you would be able to contact your children that have passed, by all means, go yeah. for it. Like, I am never going to hold anybody's feet to the fire for trying to, like, reach out to loved ones. You know, that, I mean, there's been plenty of other things that we've talked about in the past, whether it's like witchcraft or, you know, meditation or other religions that all kind of dabble a little bit in that thing, right? So I'm not against necessarily trying those things. I have a problem with this dude frauding people out of money. Totally. Especially in that fucking, if you know, anytime you read about people getting scammed, it's always like the most depressing scenario, but that's like yeah. the most tragic scenario. Yeah. But they are always preying on the weak. Um, you know, it's always the poor old lady that doesn't know that she's getting scammed on the phone that needed that money for medical bills that's now gone. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I have, Spoiler I just, alert. Yeah. Con artists are sleazebags. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I just, I, yeah, that's where that's where I have a problem with it. I think, you know... 
there's plenty of religions and plenty of other like new agey mantras and witchcraft and other things that like all have a little bit of that reach out to your deceased loved one aspect to them. But when you're sitting there and you steal people's money on top of their heartache, yeah. like, no, 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 no. So anyway, yeah. that is... That is the incredibly loose connection that sent me down this rabbit hole into simulation theory because when okay. it was proposed to me on TikTok, it was all about hacking the sim, not necessarily via these numbers uh, through a meditation, not necessarily any of this other background stuff. Yeah. But I will say that then led me into a really cool discussion with Stovetop and like now I'm like eyeballs deep in Philip K. Dick stuff and like all yeah. this other shit. And this atrocious, I abs like I I disliked, I disliked a glitch in the Matrix documentary so much that it actually almost made me dislike Room Two Thirty Seven Thirty Seven, which so, was done by the same group, just yes. because of association. Like I was like so ah. weird. I expected to have that reaction because you'd already texted saying that you were not enjoying it. And I, I guess it's not that I enjoyed it, but I didn't actively hate it. I felt like it, it was, I do feel like, you know, after a while, it's kind of spinning its wheel. I mean, it's, it's telling you the same information just from different perspectives or even just like changing language slightly to kind of represent the same thesis statement to you. So it did get a little tedious and, Every time I paused it so often just to look at the runtime and I was shocked at how much time was left each time. I mean, I first paused it and I was only 19 minutes in and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's like two hours. I mean, it felt yeah. like two hours. My I did not hate it. I, I, I guess I found enough of the conversation to be engaging, it, like stimulating to me. And then I did think I liked a lot of the visual style. To oh, my it. God. I hated the visuals. I loved I loved that they it like animated the, so, the interview subjects and all that. Oh, it was so distracting and it's so cheesy. Oh, I loved it. I loved and it. I, I was loved just it. like, holy shit. I, for me, the most interesting part of the movies were when they actually interviewed, you know, the scientists that totally come up with the theories and then the Philip K. Dick, uh, like the news conference or that press news, conference yeah, thing. Yeah, that weird press conference he has in France where he basically exposes his soul. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I don't know anything about him, but just seeing the clips from that were amazing. Where he's just oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, no, so we're in a simulation, okay? And and then he just like keeps going. He's yeah. like, I mean, he said so much. And he uh, was, what, I would listen to him and his theory any day over I am so tired of Elon Musk. It is like oh, I, am, oh, totally. I am so over him. There, I am just so over him. And also, I didn't think, I didn't think the point that he made that everybody talked about in the documentary as being, or well, one person specifically said, that's when it all made sense to me. That that point he made. So what he said was. Here's what. Here's one of the main. He's basically reasons. saying as graphics get better, that's going to prove that we're living in a sim. Right, when graphics get so good me. in video, I think maybe this is irritating the most me the most because I'm, uh, I'm a gamer. Like I know, yeah. I know what how, I know more than the average bear who doesn't game as much. How the the you know how the meal is made. Yeah, yeah. Like I know what's going on yeah. a little bit more behind the scenes, and 
The fact that he's just sitting at like goddamn TED talk and everybody's just staring at him as if he's God on earth, despite the fact that there's a multitude of amazingly smart people out there that could speak to this that I'd rather hear it from. Totally. And also people that have come before him that have spoken better about it than he has because he's too busy sending stupid shit on Twitter. And then, and then, and then all he gives us is the fact that if graphics get good enough, which they will, because hello, they're already pretty damn good, that yeah. that's going to prove that we're in a simulation. Like, shut the. See, fuck I think this is what I think. Well, this is this is what didn't track to me about his logic. So he said, the best proof that we're living in a simulation is the fact that if you go from Pong to now. Computer graphics and video games has already evolved this far. We can assume they'll they'll evolve to the point where the human eye can't recognize the difference between real and fake. But if 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 the simulation is happening, there's us, and so say we're the people in the simulation. Mm-hmm. Then then there would have to be the people that are running the simulation that are the ones that discovered that technology mm-hmm. that that got to that point where they could make fake people. Mm-hmm. So why did why does us, the fake people discovering that technology, yeah, because the technology already exists, the, right? The technology already exists. We're in a different fucking timeline, so us discovering it means nothing for the external. I agree. It, it, it didn't even track to me. And then he says it at that fucking TED talk, and he's like, "You know what I mean?" And everybody's like, "Fuck!" And I'm like, oh, "What?" God. It's like the it's like the guy at the party that's just trying to impress people with his philosophy, you know? Yeah. But it's all bullshit. It's like uh, uh, whoever it is in fucking. Why do uh, you have a cane? Oh, I this is just my like talking cane. I've I've been, <laughs> do I've you, been have doing, the ta- you have the talk you've been past the talking stick. I've, been, I've talked to sorry. I've been doing a bunch of podcasts uh for the Onyx Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm on a stool and it's like uh oh. there's there's nothing for me to like lean on and so I got to have something yeah. to lean on. Um, yeah, you don't want to hurt that tailbone. Uh tailbone. but I completely agree with yeah, your Yeah, that just didn't track to me. It, it didn't track, track to me. Yeah, um, that didn't, I didn't, I could do without all of him and that weird kind of like suck upness of yeah. it all. Um, I did not really like the interviews with the folks on the street. One, because I did find the graphics to be very distracting. It's like they were close enough to licensed characters, but not quite licensed yeah. characters. And they all kind of looked like the masked singer gone garbage pail kids. <laughs> yeah. And they, why were they all super shiny? It was really I, I don't know. Weird. I kind of got a kick out of something. that. And then though. what drove me nuts is they're talking and you're trying to already track this pretty convoluted conversation, right? But then because they got this weird, like... Um, almost animatronic animation over the top of them. They also include the sound effects to when yeah. these people move in their fake outfits. That's what I like. And I, I like them. Oh, I can't hear shit. <laughs> I like them scratching their nose and like touching their keyboard and stuff. See, I thought that was that's funny because you like dumb stuff. <laughs> I, I like dumb stuff. I like fucking uh, well, Reanimator. Um. There was, was another point that they made that I thought, like, that doesn't track. Oh, what was it? It was, it was when they got into that section about Minecraft and how, um, oh, 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 the idea that it might be a sign that we're in a simulation because we, we are starting to mirror the behavior that exists within video games. Like, there are NPCs in our lives. There's people that we will never talk to, we'll I, never interact with. I didn't dig that at all yeah. either. There's a script. We each have a script. We meet, we meet someone on the street. We say, hi, nice to meet you. Let me talk to you later. I'm busy. And mm-hmm. and none of that is proof. This People are getting c- 
confused it's chicken or the egg that's people because, are, that's that's people, life the video games are like that because of life yeah not, not the other way around well, that's in video games because that's how we move through life yes you can't there's no way that you're going to be able to connect with every single being or person on earth yeah. nor would you want well at least i wouldn't i shit i barely talk to my neighbors that's the last goddamn thing that i want in my life right, right. my thing is like listen it's pretty okay so i will give that a pass that whole thing that we've been talking about I will give that a pass only because I think they left that in there in order to set up the story of the dude who committed the crime. Yeah, yeah. Because he got basically he got he like disassociated from from reality. And Which I think, crime are you talking about? The airplane or the, no. they covered it, you're talking about the shooting? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm trying to avoid too many spoilers. So yes, oh, okay. that one. The the shooting. Yeah. I feel like that is kind of what they teed that up with for so that they could say, like, you know, you never know who's a real person, who's not a real person. It's like that Westworld mentality where it's for like, sure, for sure. you know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, the, the thing with Westworld, if we're going to use another movie reference, was is the fact that, okay, yeah, they're not real people, but and they're AI and they're programs, but they still have a consciousness. They're totally. still, like, self-aware. So it is still, a, like, you're still hurting something. Yeah. Why would you think that that's okay? Like, there's this whole, and, like, basically all of it, in my mind, all I could think of the entire time, and maybe this is me being really judgy, and it probably, yeah, that's, a, you know what? F like, I'm also so fucking over people getting upset that other people are judgy. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, totally. I'm gonna fucking, like, that's how you make decisions. Exactly. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Totally. Um, oh, dude, I mean, this is a tangent, but, like, okay. I mean, we don't have to go here, but uh, that that Twitter energy of like, can we just not? Can we just not criticize? Like that movie, maybe that Ugh. maybe that movie wasn't made for you. Maybe that movie meant something to someone else. Okay, can it still be shit? Yeah, because <laughs> yes. I'm still a fucking ob objective, critical thinker. You can't remove yeah. my right to a form an opinion. That yeah. is insane that people want to exist in a world where they can police opinion. Hey, 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 don't, don't. Don't don't have an opinion on this. Just yeah. let this movie be okay for everyone. And you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, you, you you can say it. I can't. I'm you say can it. say it. I absolutely right. uh, hated. You can say it. The last yeah. Wonder Woman. Um, but whatever. Yeah, you paid your money. You're able to have an opinion. Exactly. If they don't right. like it, that's fine. They're able to have their opinion saying they don't like it. And if they don't want to hear your opinion, then they it's, don't need to engage. Exactly. It's this idea that, that we all have to have this hive mind. We all have to love Disney+. Plus. We all have to love Mandalorian with this pop culture reverence. When it's like, I fucking watched, this is a tangent, but like I watched the Roger Ebert documentary from a few years ago, The Film Critic. Mm -hmm. And that documentary, I mean, I don't even really agree with how ne necessary film criticism is uh, mm -hmm. or, or art criticism. But I tell you what, I I believe it should exist. Mm -hmm. And that Roger Ebert documentary was just him like making a case for having opinions and defending your opinions. And I feel like pop culture criticism these days is like we have to like everything. It's all we have. Just give us Disney+. Plus. You know, anyway, well, I just I always note. boil it down to people don't want to have to deal with uh, people. And this is obviously a general generalization. But in in regards to what we're currently talking about, people don't want to have to 
um, work at having conversations. They just want it. Like they just want what they want. I mean, it's actually very selfish. It's like it totally is selfish. It's utterly selfish. It's like you need the only way you can exist in my space is if you agree with everything that I say. And if you don't, I'm going to turn the conversation and the argument around on the fact that you're toxic and I'm going to call all my shit self-love and it's right like, exactly fuck yourself <laughs> right what if what if i mean you can't have and i don't need to get into specifics of different fandoms but you can't they you can't dislike something if if people don't want you to dislike something they'll say if you dislike that that means that means you're toxic if you dislike that that's toxic well i might dislike it because of the plot structure dude you yeah. know not for the reasons that you're assigning to my perspective mm-hmm. but i can tie this back into glitch in the matrix well, I can too. Can I pop mine on if you don't mind? Yeah, pop yours on. I'm glad you brought up the fact that it is like a, this weird inundation of pop culture because one of the other issues that I had with the documentary is how much they focused on the pop culture of yeah, it did. all. And I wanted like more of the history and the science behind it. I don't need to look at fucking Minecraft for the hundredth time and know that it's a simulation game. And Tron, I mean, and also, yeah. hello, have you not played SimCity? You know, like all these other yeah. varieties of sim games that have been out there for many, many years, both before and currently alongside yeah. Minecraft. Like, like, I don't know. I just the they whole tried like, to... and like how hard and I get that it's in the title, but how hard they focused on the Matrix. And also, yeah, I loved that one woman and I wish I could remember her name. She was um, she gave a really good, concise argument for um the uh, the matrix of it all and how the matrix yeah. is the movie worked into the thing and she was really good about it but when she brought yeah. up the freaking rave scene and exactly. then she tried to justify it i'm like totally no. no that won't work its way into this equation <laughs> yeah am i the, also you know let me just be straight up i don't give a fuck about the matrix i didn't give a fuck about it when i saw it in theaters oh that when just it hurt came me out. a little bit okay i, I did enjoy I am, the matrix i am one of the only people who never liked The Matrix at all on I any level. I loved the first one. I didn't like the second one. And I found the third to be okay. I sat there in the theater and I was like, this is fucking goof troop. And everything that happened, I was like, goof troop. Bullet time, goof troop. Every line of dialogue, <laughs> what? there is no spoon, goof troop. Everything was cringe. It reminded me when I saw Three Ninjas as a kid. And I was like, oh, all my friends are into this and I'm fucking not. That's how I felt when I saw The Matrix. All that said... They act like, in this movie, that the Matrix blew all of our minds. Yeah. That, like, collectively, as a society, there's, like, post-Matrix and pre-Matrix. And I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, dude. I, you know, it's like, yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely not as big of a deal as they leaned into. I mean, they leaned into it so hard. But yeah. I do think that there is something to be said for... It did kind of start a somewhat new genre of... Movie it going. elevated the consciousness to a degree, yeah. too, around simulation theory. I agree. But not only it's simulation just... theory. I think action movies, too. Oh, like, totally. It, they, oh, totally. They suddenly got a little bit more... No, well, I don't want to say intellectual, because there's been plenty. Like, Blade Runner in and of itself is plenty intellectual. For like, sure. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, it was just, they modernized that that had, you know, it had kind of died off, and they brought it back. And they brought it back totally. with a big pow. Um, totally. I will say, pl- I did... I did give them props for showing scenes from Dark City. 
I know that was tight. Whenever they showed like, Dark oh, City, okay, Dark City. Yeah. Like at least somebody knows that that was the precursor to the Matrix, and it probably wouldn't have Matrix would never have even gotten made if Dark City didn't exist. Totally. Someone the other day said something about how they thought their street had been like reorganized overnight. They were like, "I swear to God, like the house next door is different." And uh, and I was like, "Ah, oh, dude, maybe you're in Dark City." And they were like, "What? And oh. I was like, Dark City? Uh, oh. You've never seen it?" And it was like they'd never heard of it. Oh, well, they um, can just straight fuck off then. They can fuck off. Um, okay, any listeners, if you haven't seen Dark City. Yeah, watch Dark City. Watch Dark City. There's definitely moments of it that don't age well. For and, sure. And not necessarily because it's anything bad, but just because it's a little cheesy. But yeah. if you keep in mind that it was like kind of the Kickstarter to all of the whole like matrixy weird, like almost mythological, like dark mythology thing that was yeah. going on mixed with sci-fi. Totally. Um, I mean, because what, Johnny Mnemonic then? Or Johnny, did Johnny Mnemonic come before I say, Matrix? I think it did. Let me look it up. But I want to say Johnny Mnemonic is prior to Matrix and uh, Dark City. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then shit. Well, but Johnny Mnemonic actually didn't really do that well. But Johnny Mnemonic was 95. But well, but, but, but talk, about, uh, talk about fucking uh, a lawnmower, man. But like, we you know wouldn't I mean? have gotten like, strange days without any of this. Like, that, like, strange, like, ugh, yeah. Like, the whole, like, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, Dark every- City. Johnny Mnemonic is 95. Dark City is 98. And then, yeah, then The Matrix is, uh, is 99. No well, shit. He, here's how I can tie the whole people don't want differing opinions back into the glitch in The Matrix. Okay, I want to hear it. Is that. We've got these creature comforts. These things mean something to us. And even I, you know, as a collector, like, yeah, oh, I love the fact that I've got my pet monster over here. But oh, yeah, I I'm found... looking at the room you're in right now, and it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot if of I, you. <laughs> if I found out that my, that the, that the, I don't know how to explain this. It doesn't mean to anything to me if this disappears as an entity. Like, Can I, I interrupt don't... one more time? One more, yeah. and then I'm done. Yeah. I have not seen that figurine in decades i fucking love i forgot all about dude. that till you showed that till you brought dude. that into the frame and holy crap it's like shirt tails like i for like totally friggin' forgot taking you back taking yeah you, back. you did take me back <laughs> you took me back hard <laughs> so i'm somebody that like wears their influences on their sleeve obviously like gremlins and anything from the 80s but at the same time if it were to all disappear my paradigm wouldn't shatter And I feel like the way people relate to pop culture these days is that they might have too much identity in it to where, you know, maybe WandaVision was unfulfilling. Maybe it did fall flat. That's okay. But people don't relate to things that way anymore. They're just like, no, Catherine Hahn is Bay. WandaVision is the new David Lynch. And they can't let things just be okay, half-baked, fine, or great, but only great for a few years until something better comes along. Everything has to be spoken about in hyperbole. And I think that's because people are finding so much safety in objects that to lose these things, you know, like like even even around like people letting them down. And I'm not talking about fucking bad, bad people. I'm just talking about like uh, the, like the your average of, friend that you get in a fight yeah, with just like that day. The, the, just the pressure around like being the perfect person for everyone and for all things. It's like. I don't know. It, it it speaks to this, uh, I guess, like this panic that there's going to be a paradigm break and then there'll just be a void. So I feel like there's people that can't look at 
a Star Wars movie and know that it's bad or let it be bad because Star Wars is their paradigm. That's the world. That's how they relate to everything. I'm kind of like Kylo. What are you kind of like? I'm kind of like this. What house are you in? I'm Slytherin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so much a part of our identity. Uh, anyway, I'm fucking as, no, as just off, I get off track it. as ever. And I but. think that that, I think, and I also think that that is what the movie was trying to touch upon with some of these interview, these like man on the street interviews that yeah. they had where some of these people started going way off the deep end a little bit. They did. But, um, but I would say in regards to that, A, totally... Totally see your point and agree with it. I think a lot of people have a tendency to tie too much of their personality into the objects that they like. However, the way that I look at it is as one of those people in the past where it's like video games were my thing and that's how I expressed myself. And like, you can't tell me that this is wrong and blah, blah, blah. Right. I think it's because when you're younger and I'm just using younger as my based off of my personal experience, you know, it's it's your first time on your own it's almost like a shield, right? It's almost like your armor going out there. You can test the waters of different aspects of your personality based on what your likes and dislikes are. The difference though, is that I think that most people should and do eventually reach a point where they realize like, Oh, I don't need this security blanket anymore i can still like it i still have nostalgia for it i still follow it i'm like kept up to beat with it like i still play games but i don't identify like i don't identify myself with it like it's just it becomes a hobby again it becomes less of a lifestyle more of a hobby right but and I how, do, yeah, totally. But however, other people, for whatever reason, seem to not be able to get past that point. And that's where you have some of the interviews that occur in this documentary and yeah. people that are unable to maybe adjust so, uh, you know, into like, or have bad things happen or whatever the case is going on behind the, you know, closed doors. Who knows what the reasons are, but they're unable to kind of shake that shell or let go of that security blanket and move. Did I say blanket? Blanket, yeah. and move on to the next phase, right. and and then there's others of us that are just delayed. But the problem is because of social media, you not only hear from that voice, but then you're hearing from the up and coming generations that also are still holding onto that security blanket, and they don't give oh, a fuck. Yeah. They'll tell you right off because they don't really understand how all of it works. And so it's just instead of being inundated by just your friends who are kind of keeping pace with you through life, you are now inundated by a a wide international variety of people that are consistently yelling into the void and and you're kind of sucked into it with them. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, to holy to take crap! It back, I'm brilliant. I know I'm just You're, <laughs> you should be the one quoted in this documentary. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm just an empath. That's all. I'm just kidding. Um, I also felt like. Like you mentioned about them them focusing too much on pop culture, yeah. it felt like in the instance of the the man that stole the plane and started flying it. The oh, employee. so can I jump in really quick and tell yeah. you, Blair, my husband, for those that are listening, was in the plane that was supposed to take off that they stopped. Because this dude decided to take off right before him. I remember him. that. I remember you. Yes. Like, so he live tweeted yeah, the whole event. Totally, totally. He's like, it was freaking next level. Like, whoa, yeah, what is going yeah, on? Yeah. Anyway, but I want to hear this. Yes. Well, just that like, I just felt like it was a stretch when they said, and this also goes to the whole, the shooting 
everything they talked about with like people kind of simulating violence and then doing violence in real life or seeing people mm-hmm. as NPCs. Like, <sighs> there's there's still also just mental illness. Yes. And, and I felt like they were getting close to that kind of puritanical thinking from the like late 80s, which is like, if you listen to this music, you're going to go and kill someone. Wow. It's just the fact that the fact that a man that stole a plane and then flew it into the ground said at some point, oh, this is like a video game or yeah. I'm good at this. I play video games. That that putting it in this documentary to me seemed like a little dangerous because Again, everybody plays video games. Yeah. Not me, but everybody else does. So any <laughs> any any criminal doing anything could say, mm-hmm. "Huh, I play video games." Bang also, bang, I just shot come... someone. You know, I robbed a bank. Everybody plays video games. So yeah. that doesn't make the connection to just because I'm good at flight simulator is why I stole this plane. It was an incidental statement. Yeah. And then they tried to extrapolate a much larger meaning which which bothered me well and another thing in regards to that uh, that always has burned my ass when it comes to that angle is yeah. first of all it's happened with every generation there is a reason why they didn't record um there was a show back in like i don't know 50s 60s the ed sullivan show which was basically your late night tv kind of thing yeah or like mid-afternoon like their version of ellen or whatever but they refused to record um um, they refused to record Elvis Presley. Weenies? From... Huh? Because of their weenies? He No, because he was dancing and he was moving his legs too much. And the they hips? were like, oh, it was go- it's going to be a problem. And it's too so sexual? it's like yeah. too, too sexual. And it's like, what? So what are you talking about? Like every generation goes through the, this. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like the adults or it's usually not even the adults, honestly. It's usually the media and they need a story and they'll lock on to something that they think they're going to rile up people about. And they do rile people up about it. And then then it becomes a problem, right? It doesn't really, you know, so like also, and and then part two of that whole thought process is it drives me nuts. What about all the games that are like Animal Crossing and all the kids that grew up to be vets because they enjoyed taking care of animals and Animal Crossing? Like, or, you know, like there's good things that come of it too. It's just that it doesn't make a story. Also, I want to add part two to that. In regards to these codes and wandering around on TikTok, uh, it sends you into a deep, dark hole, into a whole other side. That totally. uh, be aware totally. that that's what you might end up running into. Yes, yes. And uh, just be, you know, be aware of that. Yeah. All right. Well, final thoughts on a glitch in the matrix. I, I, I imagine your thoughts were the same the whole time. You didn't. You didn't leave with any kind of positive takeaways. No, that's not true. Okay. The one positive takeaway that I had from it, well, two was a love the Dark City references. Yes. Uh, but B, it actually really made me go and relook at not only Philip K. Dick's work as a as a author but also his life i am currently eyeballs deep in his biography the thing that they mentioned like the whole thing the whole book that he wrote about in regards to coming uh to that french kind of like media hangout yeah. and exposing his soul to everyone i actually am now currently listening to that book on oh, audible wow. 
and uh, and obsessed with that. I'm I'm planning on buying numerous of his other titles and like reading through them all. Like That's I'm cool. kind of on a Philip K. Dick uh, uh, kick. You're on a dick, dick. kick. Yeah, let's not say that because this is the internet. But um, <laughs> that's but what's happening. But essentially, yeah. yes. Also, unrelated, but because you brought up uh, David Lynch. Okay, so I mean, I guess this is kind of related. I don't know. This gets really weird. At one point in my research about this theory, the Sim theory. And then trying to find out more about Philip K. Dick, I somehow ended up uh, back at Jack Parsons stuff. Oh, gosh. Which then led me to Jack Parsons, which then led me to his wife, Marjorie Cameron. And then that ended up somehow being connected to Twin Peaks. Did you know this? No. Yes. Uh, but I mean, I probably shouldn't be surprised. They're in that Twin Peaks, like behind the scenes of Twin Peaks book. Um, really? Yeah. Let me look it up. Uh, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks. Uh, it is. I mean, you can see it at the Twin Peaks wiki. She's underneath there as a uh, fandom, but uh, it's in one of their books. And uh, it, yeah, like what? Like I had no idea. <laughs> and Jack yeah. Parsons is mentioned too. Anyway, it is weird how all this stuff is uh, is in, like connected. And I will say one last thing that I did think that you've mentioned God coincidences that one <laughs> of the dudes that they were interviewing, one of the laymen that they were interviewing about like why he thinks he's stuck in the simulation theory, kept yeah. on using that as a reference point into convincing himself that yes he was right 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 that's yeah, it that, I, totally like i thought i oh i think i'm gonna see an orange fish i saw an orange fish yeah uh, yeah so i would say overall um it's worth a watch if for no other reason to see what strikes you as being interesting to then lead you to other avenues to explore because it does give you some good ideas on things to look up but yeah. as a documentary i thought it was lacking in a lot of ways yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think I enjoyed more of it stylistically than you, so it made it more of an enjoyable watch. But ultimately, it's not one of my faves. I don't know that I even would recommend anybody watch it, unless they've got a really strong curiosity uh, in regard to curi uh, I mean, simulation theory. If it ends up being, I mean, through how much did we pay to rent it? Like six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. If it goes like three bucks or under, knock yourself out. <laughs> and slap into it. Yeah. Slap into it. Three and under. All right. all right, that's all I've got. This has been fun wrapping up our uh, yeah. simulation theory conversation. I yeah. thought it was a good add-on. Stovetop offered up a lot of stuff. So, yeah, super cool. cool. You want to sign us off? I would. Can I send people to the Kickstarter, too? Of course. I don't care. Um, it's onyxthemovie.com. We're at our halfway point. We've raised 250000 out of five hundred, So it's kind of a clutch week. We want to push past that midpoint with some force so that we don't hit a lull. So consider going to onyxthemovie.com and backing an Onyx feature film today. <laughs> I have been Andrew Bowser, and <laughs> she has been Jessica, Jessica Chobot. Chobot. <laughs> and you've been listening to The Untold, Untold Hour. Hour. Bye. Bye. Untoldians, that is it for this episode of The Untold Hour. Thank you for joining us on this weird and wild ride into the bazaar. If you are interested in sharing your own story of the weird, send us your listener stories to the untoldhourpod at gmail.com. 
Come join the Untold Hour Convo over on my Discord server and our Facebook group. And you can follow us on our socials, Instagram at The Untold Hour and at Untold Hour Pod on Twitter. Star Fans Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.